Why do people want to be at work? To feel heard, appreciated, part of something, and to know there's a career path for everyone. Inclusive workplaces are linked to increased innovation, productivity, and employee satisfaction. Make your organization a place where people want to be. For inclusion and diversity training, visit inclusion-program.com.au. You're listening to SBS On The Money with Ricardo Gonsalves. Hi everyone, it's your daily 10-minute business and finance news wrap for this Tuesday, the 15th of March 2022. Uh, later, why market watchers are looking back to the 1973-74 global market, global bear market. But first, let's talk coffee prices and would you pay $7 for a cup of coffee in parts of Australia? Well, you might have to. The Cafe Owners and Baristas Association of Australia is warning we may have to pay around seven bucks for a regular cup of coffee, depending on where you live. But what do coffee roasters say about that? And why are we expected to pay more? Well, Charlie Page spoke with the CEO of Gabriel Coffee, Sam Gabriellen. I think Australia could expect to pay a minimum of $5 for a regular cup of coffee. That's not including all the alternate milks and double shot, etc. I think uh, there's been a massive increase on the cost of goods for us coffee roasters. Price of green beans have shot up up to 100% over what we were paying last year. And they're expected to rise another 100%, which is unbearable for some coffee roasters. So yes, a cup of coffee will rise from $4.50 to maybe $5.50 or 6 but I don't see it going to $7 just quite yet. Well, let's hope so for our sakes. Um, but, I mean, what, what about the why? Like, what's driving this rise in prices at the moment? So many factors to consider. First of all, the, the frost we've had in Brazil last year has led to an undersupply of over 3 million coffee sacks. So that's 60 kilo sacks that we are short for. And then all the other countries are supply and demand. If Brazil sneezes, the rest of the world catches a cold in the coffee industry anyway. So unfortunately, it's a supply and demand. That's number one. Number two is the freight costs. They've tripled. So that, that pays a significant amount of increase. And then the allocation in shipping containers. You might have be able to get to source the coffee, but then to actually get it here on time is the hardest point at this, at this present time. So with those challenges, I mean, what can Australians expect more of? I mean, are we, are we likely to see a further jump in prices? Are we likely to see simply that the availability of those top-notch beans is just not available? Like, are there, is it not just going to be there on the market? I think there's only a couple of ways to, to minimise this. And uh, the first would be to buy cheaper quality, which not a lot of people are, are willing to do especially when you've worked so hard for so many years to build your reputation, the last thing you want to do is jeopardize to buy a cheaper product. So the people that I've spoken to in my circle are all buying outstanding coffee and they are charging extra for it. Some of the customers are disgruntled by it, but most of the feedback that we've had is very fair. Considering petrol and packaging and all these other costs have gone up so much as a percentage, coffee to go up by a dollar per cup 
is not very much at all. And you did say to me earlier that, that this is um, kind of something that's been in the works for about six months. I mean, this is, uh, this is a kind of a culmination of issues that have come and, and hit Australians and Australian businesses at this time, correct? Yes. Yeah, this, ha- this has been brewing for over a year now. The price of green coffee did increase nine months ago. However, all the coffee roasters have held their pricing to help during this COVID situation, but unfortunately they can't hold on to these prices anymore. So they've had to pass them on to cafes and cafes have, have had to increase their price of coffee by 20 cents to 50 cents that we've found. Most people around the 50 cents mark. And I believe in the next six months, there might be a further rise. Charlie Page there speaking with Sam Gabriel and he's the CEO of Gabriel Coffee. Well, from coffee, let's go to the Australian share market, which fell today. The 200 down by 0.7%, 7,097 points. And that's amid weaker resource and energy stocks. For more, I spoke earlier with Stuart Roberts. He's an analyst at Stocks Down Under. Stuart, what's driving the market today? So it's primarily a resources market. Uh, up until recently, most commodities had been uh, uh, shooting the lights out because of the situation in Eastern Europe. Uh, uh, overnight, there was a reaction, and you have a sea of red right across the commodity space, including, oddly enough, gold. Uh, so uh, uh, ASX and Turners turned it into more or less a sea of red as, as a result of that. It uh, proves that uh, no matter how hard we try to diversify our economy from, from resources, it's still an important part of what we do. We talk more about Ukraine. The RBA, we heard from it today, saying that the Ukraine conflict will likely lead to lower growth and higher inflation. I think there was also some statistics um, or a research report from ANZ saying that consumer inflationary expectations are also surging right now, right? So given all of that, because it's all tied in, what do you see as the ramifications and how it will impact investments? The best way to understand what's right happening right now, Ricardo, I think February 2022 was a repeat of October 1973. Uh, What did you have at that time? A major war, in this case in the Middle East, uh, skyrocketing commodity prices, particularly oil, uh, and uh, inflation in uh, America and throughout the world rampaging uh, pretty pretty strongly, plus a dearth of of strong market leadership in the uh, Western world as well. That led to the uh, terrible bear market of 73-74. And if you track the Dow Jones Industrial Average, it dropped about 36 or 37% through that period. So I think the bears are going to have our market uh, um, by the teeth for quite a while. So what does that mean for investments then? Well, you've got to be careful. Um, A lot of companies will be be taken down regardless of how well they're doing. However, in the midst of the wreckage, there's a lot of companies uh, whose underlying business is doing very well. And if you're selective, you can pick up what I call some fallen angels at prices that were uh, unheard of last year. All this, though, is happening at the same time we're talking about rising interest rates. The uh, the US Fed Reserve, or the FOMC, meets later this week. Uh, expectations are that it'll lift. How do you see all of that playing out and what are the implications if you add that on top of it? Yeah, you're going to see slower growth in just about every major economy. And so companies with uh, balance sheets that are a little stretched are going to be uh, a little worried right now. Having said that, most balance sheets came into this most recent reporting season in reasonable shape. Companies that are not yet profitable 
So uh, uh, emerging companies, mainly in the tech space, that have been growing quite strongly, will be vulnerable in a rising interest rate in, uh, environment. On the other hand, established companies that are doing reasonably well and, and, uh, and have uh, balance sheets that are uh, not stretched uh, are not going to feel it as much. Maybe they'll see a slowdown in their sales but, uh, and, and a, a little lightening of their staff. So you're probably going to see the unemployment rate start to tick up a bit. But for, for, for companies that have, have been doing okay coming to this climate, this is where they come into their own. Can we explore and go backwards a bit to that com- the commentary you, you had about the, the, the early to mid-70s, right? And just explore that a bit more. How different are we in now compared to 73, 74? Well, the world is a very different place, as, as we all know. Uh, and you know, but neither of us have strong memories of what the, the 1970s were like. Thank heavens for that. Um, it's a, it's a, a, an economy globally that's a lot less vulnerable to energy prices. Uh, so much of what we do is information-based. Um, and that's why I don't think the recession will be as sharp as it was in the mid-70s. Uh, on the other hand, you might see emerging economies that have been reliant on manufacturing suffer a little bit more than advanced industrial countries where, where so much of what we do is information-based. So to what extent are you concerned? So I'm concerned that uh, uh, markets might panic with every single uh, increase in in interest rates. At the moment, a lot of people don't think we're in a bear market. They they think we're in a correction. Uh, A a few uh, interest rate increases like the one we're talking about could potentially turn us into panic mode. In, in which point, at which point the last reference uh, uh, for in, in terms of market viewers isn't nine, uh, 2020, it's 2008. doesn't mean we're going into a financial crisis. It just means uh, you, you're going to see uh, a, a substantial downswing, uh, n- unlike anything we've seen since about 2008. Stuart Roberts there from Stocks Down Under. This SBS On The Money podcast is provided for informational purposes only. The content on this podcast should not be understood as constituting advice or a recommendation. It is not personal advice and does not consider your personal circumstances or objectives. You should contact a licensed professional before making any financial decision. (laughs) 